It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame, joined here by the golf guru, the golf expert, Uncle Dave. You guys can find him on Twitter as well at Dave underscore Essler. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, Uncle Dave, here we go. Another Tuesday, another golf podcast. This week, we move from the Open Championship and we focus our efforts on the 3M Open. This one will be played in Blaine, Minnesota at the TPC Twin Cities. Last year's winner of this event, Michael Thompson. He returns this year to the field, Uncle Dave, with 95-1 to 1 odds. This year's favorite to go ahead and win the 3M Open is Dustin Johnson at 7-1, to 1, followed by the Open Championships third-place finisher, Louis Utazen, at 15-1. to 1. Not a really strong field for this particular event, but it's not really all that surprising coming off you know, a big major coming across the pond there. Odds makers, they set this one up. It looks like a four-horse race here, Uncle Dave, between Dustin Johnson, Utazen, Finau, and Patrick Reed. Those are the only four golfers right now. Uh, if you're looking at the odds screen that are listed at 20 to 1 or better, every other golfer is right around 30 to 1 or worse. So with the particulars out of the way, this is how we're going to go ahead and do this. Uncle Dave and I will cover our first-round leaders, make a miss to cut, head-to-heads, top 40s through top 5s. And, of course, Uncle Dave and I will go ahead and we'll give out our winners. And Uncle Dave, this week, we'll give out this week's Diamond in the Rough best bet. But with all that said there, Uncle Dave, why don't we go ahead and talk really quick about what happened last week. Why don't we talk a little bit about the weather. It didn't seem to be that much of an issue going into this particular event. Now, these guys played there back in 2011. And you had some statistics from that particular major versus this particular major. What did you see? What did you notice? Well, this week, because there was no weather, it was a shot makers tournament, Sleepy. I mean, you don't have to have a look any further than, than Morikawa, but if you look at the look at the rest of the top of the board, Spaeth, Rahm, um, Louis, Kepka, those aren't your bombers. You know, your bombers like Bryson, he had to have, a, I think, a six under on Sunday just to finish under par. But overall, we had 50, 53, I believe, 53, 52. Let me look here real quick. We had 52 guys at even par or better. If you want to compare that to this course in 2011, uh, we had seven guys at even par or better. Three of them were even par. Only four guys broke par. Um, This week, uh, we had 45 guys actually broke par. So, you know, the weather was not a factor, which made it truly a a shot maker's game, and the shot maker won. And I only – I'm really annoyed about this. I did tweet it. I took a picture of my notes from our last podcast, and I did several podcasts in addition to this one. And I believe on the other ones I mentioned Morikawa, and on this one I, I went back and I I don't know if I did or I didn't I did or I didn't so I re-listened to our entire podcast and I did not so uh, sorry about that guys I tried uh, but we did have a lot of guys in contention and and uh, you know we might have, we might have done all right and we move on to the three M sleepy. Well, we're gonna go ahead and try to give out a winner this week. That's for sure. There, Uncle Dave. When I watched the Open Championship, I noticed the weather actually looked kind of nice, and I'm like, you know what? This is going to probably derail a lot of people's handicaps because, you know, a lot of people were were counting on, you know, the weather to be somewhat of an issue. Uh, I felt like I was. And when I noticed that it was just really nice, I'm like, oh, you know what? The cream is going to rise to the top here. And I was worried about, you know, guys like DJ, guys like Rom, you know, going ahead and making a strong push there at the end. I was hoping maybe some of the weather would, you know, knock some of those big guys out. Uh, But that wasn't really the case. You know, those big guys did rise to the top. Uncle Dave, if you could take one thing away you know, maybe from last week and, and apply it to this week, you know, what would that probably be that we can go ahead and use for our handicapping? 
Well, you mentioned some of the favorites, you know, DJ Louis, um, Finau, Patrick Reed, the only ones under are actually 25 to one, I think. Um, but as I look at it, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, 11. You know, I think the top probably uh, 12 guys uh, that are favored in this tournament did play last week in the open. So, you know, is travel a factor? Um, probably for some and not others. Uh, figuring out which ones it is, you know, guys that haven't done that a lot uh, might be a little more susceptible to sucking this week. I don't know. Um, and the other thing is a lot of these guys, like, you know, DJ might have something to prove. Um, and, and Louie, you know, how much energy did he, did he expend? But, you know, as we talked last week, we're now looking at, at FedEx Cup points. And there's a lot of hungry guys out there right now with, I believe, three tournaments left before the playoffs start. And most of these guys that are that are, that are are 25 to 1 or less, they don't need FedEx Cup points, so you know I could see a couple of those guys starting uh, poorly and then not really giving a shit after that. To be honest with you. All right. Well, we're gonna go ahead and use that information. It's funny because I have one of the top twelve guys on my card here, and it's gonna start out with our first round leader there, Uncle Dave. So we'll go ahead. We'll jump into that first. Our first round leaders, and I'm gonna go ahead, Uncle Dave. I'm gonna take Matthew Wolf. Uh, he shot a 62 here two years ago. And that was just, I mean, it was an amazing round. And he's the sixth favorite for this particular tournament. His odds to win are 30 to 1. So I'll go ahead and I'll play him first round leader at 40 to 1. I know we usually go with early tee times, but Wolf's not going to tee off until later in the day. But I feel pretty good about who he's paired up with. And it's Michael Thompson, the guy who won this event last year. And one of the other co-favorites here, Patrick Reed. So I feel like this is maybe a decent setup here for Wolf. I like it. I don't love it. I'd rather just play him at 40 to 1 to be the first round leader and leave it at that with Matthew Wolf. First round leader there, Uncle Dave, what are you looking at? Well, I got a bunch here, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to try to keep it succinct here. Um I gotta take Cam Davis at 40 to 1. Played pretty well last week. He's number one in first round scoring. So 40 to 1, I think, I think is a bargain there. Doug Gim, um, 15th in first round scoring. And he's also uh, in the top 50 in birdie or better from the fairway at 60 to one. He's a pretty good driver of the ball. And I think um, this course is going to, uh, you know, if you keep it in the fairway, you will do fine. If you don't, you won't. Um, Patton Kazar is uh, 18th in first round scoring. And, and here's an interesting thing. I, of all the similar courses played this year, you know, that would be like the Rocket Mortgage, uh, Zozo, Valspar, Travelers, John Deere, those are all similar courses. And when you combine them all, shots game total, he's in the top 10, as is Cameron Tringali, who I have to use somewhere. I did uh, bet him uh, plus 200 top 10. But there's another stat, and I'll just read off a few names that we may or may not cover. But um, in Midwest courses, um, if you will, same same fairway, same green, same more or less layout, um, shots game total, uh, number one, Tony Finau. Your boy Wolf is third. Tregali's fourth. Um, uh, there's a lot of guys that, that I like on this list that, you know, I just wish I could bet everybody. But it was interesting that when I went through and picked out a bunch of guys, then I saw a bunch of the guys I picked out that made this list or, or did well on this list. Um, so I was I was pretty pleased with that. And, uh, um, so we'll, uh, we'll get to some of them. But if uh, Matthew Wolf holds true to form, you'll be cashing a ticket Thursday night, Sleepy. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Tringali there, Uncle Dave, because I caught a lot of flack for giving out Tringali to go ahead and win, you know, last week's event. And uh, although he didn't win, 
you know, at plus 310 to one odds and uh, 250 to one odds, Tringali played pretty well. I was rooting for him pretty hard uh, come, you know, day three, day four, but he didn't go in and get the job done. But I have a feeling I'm going to get the job done here with my make and miss the cut pick here, Uncle Dave. And you mentioned the FedEx Cup. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play Charles Howell to go ahead and make the cut at minus 160. This one's simple. He's the 127th ranked golfer in the world. So he's right on that cut line for the FedEx Cup playoffs. And he needs a good showing here. Howell took off last week, and he's done well here in Minnesota in two appearances, T3 last year and T23 the year before. Like I said, I think he needs a good finish here. I think everything kind of lines up to him to go ahead and make the cut. So I'm going to make it short and sweet here, Uncle Dave Charles Howell, to go ahead and make the cut at minus 160. Who are you looking at? Well, nobody really. I mean, I, I did. I looked at this board, and I couldn't see a lot of guys that I, I felt the odds were uh, good enough to go ahead and put money down. And, you know, I keep looking at Bubba Watson and, you know, he screwed us eight ways to Sunday. But if I had to bet one, I would probably bet Bubba to miss the cut at plus 225 only because, you know, he's a long, long hitter and this course is not, uh, you know, if he doesn't keep it in the fairway, this course is, who does not seem to be one that would suit him well. Uh, so, my, my pizza bet to miss the cut uh, will be Bubba at plus 225. All right. Well, there's Uncle Dave going ahead and give him Bubba Watson. I go ahead and give out Charles Howell. Let's jump over to our head-to-heads. I'm going to go ahead and give out Charles Howell again, and I'm going to go ahead and play him over Brant Snedeker. Now, Howell, as I mentioned, he's been here the last two years, and Snedeker hasn't, and I think that that's not going to play well for Snedeker here. So I'm not going to go ahead and complicate a bunch of things this week. My card's going to be tight. It's going to be limited to a few guys. So I'm going to make it short and sweet here, Uncle Dave. Charles Howell over Brant Snedeker, minus the 112. That's my lone head-to-head. What do you got there, Uncle Dave? I got a few. Uh, Fina, even money over Louie, you know, and that's strictly uh, not stat-based. Tony ended the British well on Sunday. You know, how much energy did Louie expend? So, I mean, that's kind of one of those auto bets. I like Maverick McNeely over Troy Merritt. Um, And I'm looking for a place to use Kyle Stanley. Uh, and, and as I'm looking through here and as we're talking, that list I just gave you of guys that did well or do well in the Midwest, Kyle Stanley's seventh. Um, he's made eight straight cuts. I, I kind of put him in the loop list category where he does everything well except putt. Um, and list would be somebody that I might want to use this week too. But as far as Stanley goes, he's made, uh, he's made eight straight cuts. But eight of his last 12 rounds have been in the 60s, including three or four in the John Deere, his last event. So uh, I'm looking for a place to use Stanley. Um, I haven't plugged him in any, any top whatevers. So if I can find a matchup uh, that, I, that I like, that's where I'm going to use him. All right, solid stuff there. A couple making missed the cuts for you guys. Let's jump into our top 40s through top fives. I have two here, and it's the same golfer, Uncle Dave. But let me go ahead and swing right back to the head-to-head odds. Now follow me with this. Matthew Wolf is the fifth favorite to win this tournament. Wolf in a head-to-head against Emilio Grillo. Grillo, who is the 10th favorite to win this tournament. So you have Wolf at 5th, Grillo at 10th. Yet the head-to-head odds have Grillo as a monster favorite over Wolf at minus 165. It smells really fishy to me. Now, if you look at Grillo, and don't quote me on this, but I believe it was Bubba Watson, who is like the 12th favorite, I believe. They're, They're even odds. So there's something weird going on with Grillo and Wolf. And I feel like there's a mispricing, and I feel like they're trying to tell you that Grillo's going to have, you know, a really good tournament. So what I'm going to do, you know, with this particular fishy pricing that that I believe is fishy, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play Grillo top 30 
at plus 115. And I'm also going to go ahead and I'm going to play Grillo top 10 at plus 360. I feel like those two wagers with kind of maybe thinking about that fishy pricing a little bit gives me a decent buffer. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play Grillo at plus 115, top 30, top 10 at plus 360. So that's what I'm going to do there, Uncle Dave. I'm not sure what you think about that pricing, but on FanDuel, Uncle Dave, it was Grillo minus 165 over Wolf. And then it was Grillo minus 112, minus 112 for Bubba Watson. So there was definitely something there. Something's not right. Maybe it's just a, a, an error, a, a bookmaker's error. But for some reason, it just it didn't smell right. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try to take advantage of Grillo uh, with a couple other wagers instead of trying to play him in a head-to-head and lay in 160. So that's what I did. I'm not sure what you think about that or even what you think about Grillo for that matter. But uh, that's what I'm going to do there, guys. Yeah, Sleepy, I love your Grillo pick. I actually I actually took him top 10, and that's not something I normally do. I usually kind of cut it off at 20 for a lot of the reasons you mentioned. So good call there. We agree. But Grillo's also fourth in greens and regulation. Uh, and if he got a win here, and, and I don't know that he will, but if he won here, which he certainly can, he could get into the top 30 in FedEx points. And and rather than go through the, the whole process of the playoffs there, that would kind of give him a buy if you will. I mean, that, the top 30 is huge. Top 10 is more huge, but top 30 is, is still pretty huge. The other guy I like for top 20 is Jonathan Vegas, plus 280. You know, this guy's fourth in shots gained off the tee, 54th in greens of regulation. So it's 60 to 1 uh, to win. You know, a lot of people actually like him. I, I said plus 280, top 20 is a deal. Gary Woodland, plus 200, top 20. You know, the guy's 127th in FedEx points, and if you're 127th, you're not making the playoffs. If you're 125th, you are. And interestingly, again, after I had, had said, let's bet this, I went back to my sort of Midwest Midwest list, uh, and Woodland was actually ninth in shots gained combined in all those courses. I got a few top 40s as well, Sleepy. A lot of these guys are guys that I have not used uh, much, uh, but, you know, at these prices, I can't not. Eric Van Royen. Uh, plus 140, top 40. Uh, he needs FedEx Cup points. Um, Bo Hogue, plus 175, top 40. Um, he's 130 to, to 1 to win. I don't grasp that either. Um, he needs the points. Uh, but he was T12 here last year. He's 24th in greens and regulation. Ridiculous price. Bryce Garnett, plus 275, top 40. 200 to 1, I don't get that. Um, why don't I get that? Well, in the last, or oh, the only two years I believe they played this, he was 26th and 23rd, and you know he's he's 36 in shots gained putting, 46 greens in regulation. Why not? He's inside the top 125, but barely. Um, Cameron Percy, um, here's an OG that could use FedEx Cup points, uh, and he's been in the money in his last four tournaments, plus 275, top 40. Um, a guy I mentioned a minute ago, um, Luke List. If he putted well in the front nine last week, he'd have won at Barbasol, but putting is his kryptonite. Um, otherwise, T to Green, he's up there with most of the names you know. Um, T4, T5, his last two tournaments. Why not even money for top 40? Uh, and I stopped there for fear of not making this a two-hour podcast, buddy. All right, well, there's a bunch of plays there from Uncle Dave. We won't be two hours there, Uncle Dave. looks like it's going to be a quick one, maybe around 20 minutes. Let's jump into our winners there, Uncle Dave. I have one. I'm going to let you go ahead and go first because you're going to go ahead and give out our diamond in the rough best bet. I'll let you go ahead and give out winners first. I'll follow up, and I'll throw it right back to you. So you got some winners. Who are you looking at for this week? Well, you guys know I don't take chalk much, but I did have to take Tony Finau at 14-1. to I uh, finished third here last year. He played well Sunday. 
Um, 23rd in FedEx Cup points, and obviously, as I said a little bit ago, getting into the top 10 is massive, uh, and a win here would do that. Um, Hank Libiota, 50-1, to 18th in greens and regulation, 24th in shots game, putting, yada, 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 50-1 to 1 is a great price. Uh, probably one of my favorite ones, and this is going to shock you, Sleepy, because this is somebody I think you've used a few times. I never have. So drum roll, please. Sergio Garcia, 35 to 1. As I said earlier, um, shots gained off the tee is going to be a big deal here. He is actually third in that category in the PGA. He's 15th in greens and regulations. He's in the top 50 in birdies are better from the fairway. Um, you know, 35 to 1 for him to win is actually probably as, as short of odds as has been on him in quite some time. And I think that's for good reason. So I took him to win. All right, Uncle Dave. It's funny because I felt like as you were giving out the Tony Finau pick, you're like, I'm not going to have to say it again for probably the fourth time. Do you really want to be that guy that doesn't take Tony Finau when he finally wins a tournament? And I'm going, you know what? I'm only going to give out one pick this week. And I'm like, you know who the guy might be? I'm like, this is probably a Tony Finau week. So I'm going to go ahead and give you guys Tony Finau too. That's the pick that I like the most, believe it or not. He's 16 to 1 to go ahead and win this thing. So, uh, Uncle Dave, you and I, we're going to be together. If he wins, well, we could both kind of pound our chest. And he finished T3 here last year. I felt that that was really good, T23 the year before. And as you had mentioned before, Tony Finau finished, you know, rather well at the Open Championship. He finished 15 there. He's going to get an early tee time, and I think that that might actually help him a little bit. So you and I, you know, we're going to be on Finau. Hopefully he'll go ahead and finally win something. So my lone winner for this one here, Uncle Dave, Tony Finau to win the 3M Open Championship at 15-1. to 1. With all that said and out of the way, let's go ahead and jump into this week's Diamond in the Rough Best Bet. Diamonds are forever They are all I need to please me Yeah, Sleepy, I'll be the one to put my nuts in the sling this week. Um, we've already talked about him. Matthew Wolf, top 20, plus 140. You know, the kid holds the course record. And he did not play last week, if you remember. He, he withdrew from the Open. He was T12 here last year. And he's the only player in the field to have two finishes inside the top 20 uh, with that T12 uh, and a win here in 2019. So, I mean, how do you not? Another guy, this, this kind of segues on something you had said about Wolf earlier. But, you know, a lot of people like Cameron Tregali, uh, and And probably they should. And I haven't put him anywhere yet, but the fact is his odds to win are shorter than Wolf's, which might be a buy sign on Tringali and a fade Wolf, but I'm not going to fade Wolf out of the top 20. So Wolf plus 140, top 20 is my diamond in the rough this week, Sleepy. All right, good stuff there from Uncle Dave, his diamond in the rough best bet. Well, you guys got our first round leaders, make a miss the cut, head-to-heads, top 40s through top fives, and, of course, our winners, Uncle Dave. Uh, hopefully, Finau comes in this week. And we can stop using that same cliche, do you really want to be that guy? I want to be that guy this week that, uh, you know, has Tony Finau on the card when he finally does win. And, and you're right along with me. Uh, hopefully you guys will be along with us again this week. And it uh, looks like we're going to be off there next week, Uncle Dave, no golf tournament uh, for us. So you guys will get a, a week break from uh, Uncle Dave and I giving out our picks. But with that said, you guys know where to find us on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame at Dave underscore Essler. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site, 
on the web, pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck this week. Enjoy the games. <laughs>